Hello, thank you for listening to Rapid ONG for Medical Students. My name is Professor Justin Clark, and I'm joined today by Dr. Ellen Knox to discuss the treatment of preeclampsia. So, Ellen, in the last podcast, we learnt about the diagnosis of preeclampsia and what the condition is, but can we actually treat it? The ultimate treatment for preeclampsia is delivery of the fetus and placenta. However, unless the pregnancy is at or near term, the fetal morbidity and mortality associated with early delivery needs to be weighed against the fetal and maternal risks arising from continuing a pregnancy complicated by preeclampsia. The mainstay of treatment is to control the maternal blood pressure, but this does not take the condition away. This is usually done with oral or intravenous antihypertensive medications. The safest ones to use in pregnancy are labetalol, methyl dopa and nifedipine. Treatment should be with the aim to keep blood pressure less than 150 over 100 millimetres of mercury. In pregnancies less than 35 weeks gestation, we also administer steroids to the mother and to aid fetal lung maturation in order to reduce risk of respiratory distress syndrome if preterm delivery is going to be required. These steroids in the form of betamethasone or dexamethasone are given up to 39 weeks gestation if delivery is going to be by caesarean section. So not everyone needs an urgent delivery? No. Preeclampsia is unpredictable and can vary from mild disease with hypertension not requiring medication to severe and early onset disease with multi-organ failure and eclampsia. Whilst the definitive treatment is delivery of the placenta, preeclampsia can be managed conservatively until 37 weeks, after which time delivery should be expedited. Prior to 37 weeks, delivery may be indicated in the presence of maternal or fetal compromise. Most women with preeclampsia will have normal blood tests and blood pressure that is controlled with oral antihypertensive agents. However, once the diagnosis is made, they should all be admitted to hospital and undergo regular monitoring for both mother and baby because of the unpredictable nature of the sequelae of preeclampsia. So what about severe preeclampsia? If blood pressure is greater than 160 millimetres of mercury systolic or greater than 110 millimetres of mercury diastolic, we may need to use intravenous labetalol or hydralazine to treat blood pressure if the oral treatment is not stabilising it. Intravenous magnesium sulphate is also used to treat women with severe preeclampsia to reduce the risk of eclampsia and also to treat an eclamptic fit if it occurs. Careful monitoring is needed if a magnesium sulphate infusion is given. Okay, so how are serious life-threatening complications of preeclampsia, like organ failure and eclampsia, managed? Where multi-organ failure arising from liver damage, acute kidney injury and acute respiratory distress syndrome manifest, then multidisciplinary senior management on an intensive therapy unit is indicated. Eclampsia is an obstetric emergency occurring in around 27 per 100,000 pregnancies. There's significant morbidity and mortality due to the hypoxic effects on mother and baby during the seizure. Eclamptic fits, however, are usually short-lived and self-limiting, so the usual treatment would be with magnesium sulphate and delivery of still antenatal. The use of magnesium sulphate has meant that the mortality from eclampsia is very rare in the UK, but worldwide it still accounts for a significant number of maternal deaths. The most common time for an eclamptic fit to occur is postnatally, and preeclampsia can arise any time within the six weeks postpartum. Okay. Do women with preeclampsia require additional care postnatally? Yes. Preeclampsia can be a very frightening condition for the woman and her family and may occur without any prior risk factors. Following delivery, it's important that there's a clear plan of care for follow-up of the blood pressure in the community and to ensure that her proteinuria resolves. Having preeclampsia or hypertension in pregnancy is a risk factor for developing it in a subsequent pregnancy, especially if it was severe or early onset. 
Women should be advised of this and those with severe or early onset preeclampsia should be offered hospital re-review to discuss the events and discuss planning for future pregnancy. Many may be understandably frightened of embarking on future pregnancy. Women are also at increased cardiovascular risk in later life and should have at least annual blood pressure checks with their GPs, even if they manage to come off their antihypertensives within the 6 to 12 weeks following delivery, as most will. Sometimes women who present with preeclampsia will actually have an underlying renal condition that is detected postnatally if the proteinuria and hypertension fails to resolve, and again it's important that they are followed up appropriately with referral to the renal team if proteinuria is still present three months postnatally.